fed up, get your study on. All praise be to God, stay read up. I never let up. Everyone that I'm around already know what I'm about. Build heaven on earth, gotta catch up Elijah Muhammad, Muhammad Ali, Farrakhan, Michael Mesh. Now, man, what about me? Assalamu alaikum, family. Let me see if we live. All right, I see that we are live. Assalamu alaikum, family. Let me see if we live. All right. Uh, man, comment below right now where you're from. And in the comment section, represent where you're from. Today, we're going to be watching a, a, a video. Uh, the first time the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan appeared on Phil Donahue's show. Um, we're about to tap in and check it out. And then after this, we're going to look at uh, we're going to look into call-in show. My bad, I'm texting it out, making sure everybody got the link. Making sure everybody's aware so we can get the, get the people in here. Before we get started, I want to go over. Um, if you guys would like to get on my list to receive the final call newspaper on a weekly basis... Um, that also includes weekly clips of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, weekly uh, study groups that we have so that you continue to uplift yourself mentally and spiritually. And we also every Sunday send out the webcast. But this is uh, an example of the final call that you'll get. Uh, you see us out with the final call in the streets, going to your door, maybe at your light sometimes. But if you don't see any brothers in your area or if it has slowed down due to the pandemic, uh, I send it to everybody who's on my list. Uh, every week, every Tuesday. And all you have to do is text uh, Nation, uh, which is scrolling down at the bottom right here. Just text Nation to 214-884-4644. Um, we got about three more minutes. Uh, I'm still downloading the video. I just didn't want to delay uh, starting the live. I see uh, if you are ever in the shy again, would love to meet you. Shout out to OTF. Uh, shout out to Slam Newton. Shout out to Lisa Real Spiel. Truth is present 100%. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, uh, before we get started with the actual video, also, um, I have other podcasts that I've done as well uh, this week. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan spoke a couple of days ago, so make sure you go on my YouTube channel. Uh, he did speak a couple of days ago. We watched it. Uh, we took phone calls and feedback on it. That was a very great uh, podcast over 30,000 views at this point. We also did a, uh, a interview on, uh, a commentary on Kevin Samuels. Uh, you know, he's heavy in a relationship, uh, section and category right now. So brother Malcolm flex and brother King Cam brought that to my attention. Hey, let's, let's give some commentary, uh, on that as well. And we'll probably be doing something like that every Thursday. Um, you know, just going in on current events and, what, what our perspective is on, on certain things. I see little Tisa in the house. I see Robin Anderson in the house. Uh, somebody said it's Savior's Day on Elijah Muhammad's birthday. It's on Master Father Muhammad's uh, born day. Uh, we got about one more minute before we get started, family. It's going to be a jam-packed interview. Uh, share this link out with your friends and your family. The minister dropped a lot of game and the minister answered these questions beautifully. Uh, and we should, you know, especially as followers of his, uh, look at his composure, look at his poise and uh, how he handled the audience and how he handled uh, Phil Donahue when he was answering uh, these questions. Very great example. And I miss on how to handle uh, 
this situation. All right, here we go. About to play it right now. Minister Louis Farrakhan. Who is he and why is he saying all those things? Ask him on our next Donahue. We haven't had this many, uh, I'm not sure what the mission of this chap is standing back here, but I don't want him angry at me. Uh, I think they get the job because they look mean. <laughs> well, guess who's here? This is uh, a man who will tell you that he is perhaps not the most popular personality in America, but uh, let the record show that uh, he's drawing larger crowds and should we be surprised less than 10 percent of black americans voted for president reagan in the last election should we be surprised that uh people of color feel perhaps uh, more than they have in a long time a certain alienation from mainstream america nobody's here to say that they could ever have claimed uh, total participation but it does seem to be worse now could that explain the recent uh, increase in the number of people who are listening to the Minister Louis Farrakhan. Minister Farrakhan is, uh, as you know, with the Nation of Islam and has made an awful lot of pe people angry. He spends half his life now trying to explain what he said. Is that purposeful? What did he say about the Jews? And did he say something positive about Hitler? And what's going on here? Uh, we'll ask him that question and others and give you an opportunity to do the same. We are in New York City with the uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan, and we'll be back in just a moment. Okay, where do we begin with uh, Minister Farrakhan? What kind of a... Do we have a shot at an integrated America where we really do get rid of these fears? Do you think we have a chance at that? Have you given up on that? If there's justice in America for blacks, then blacks will be contented with America. If there's injustice, continued injustice and oppression, yeah. blacks will continue this disaffection with the United States. But, but my reading of your position is, I have the feeling that you've really given this uh, up as a possibility and that you're, you're looking for a black nation with black uh, ownership of business and black uh, control of the of, uh, financial destiny of the membership. Not at all. Separation is an ultimate solution. It is an extreme solution. However, if we can get freedom, justice, and equality within the social, political, and economic order of the United States, that would be better. Uh-huh. So, uh, so you really, you continue to hold out the, uh, can a white person be a member of the Nation of Islam? Your nation. There are white Muslims, there, yes. There are. Well, you're smiling. It hasn't always been that way. Um, okay. All right. 
Uh, if that's the case, then why are you going out of your way to... You invited Gaddafi to speak to your assembly in Chicago on closed-circuit television? Yes. And he, uh, he encouraged the 400,000 black Americans who serve in the armed forces of the United States to revolt and fight the oppressor, and he'd help them, finance them with, with, with munitions? The logic. You, and, and, you know, is this the way we get to our uh, promised land of uh, integrated uh, equality for all? Of course, the majority of blacks reject that suggestion. And does Minister Farrakhan suggest however, it, reject it? Of course it? I do. However, the logic of Mr. Gaddafi appears to be the logic of the Reagan administration for $14 million are being asked for Nicaraguan. for the Nicaraguans <laughs> yeah. or to overthrow the government. If we can support Contras for the purpose of overthrowing Nicaragua, why should we be so indignant that Haddafi would tell American blacks to support the overthrow of the American uh, racist system? Is that your exactly. position? Okay, let's go over this once again. Uh, here's what you said. Um, here's, here's what you said. This is not so funny. Uh, here was your statement regarding... Uh, this is perceived by most people who saw this and heard about it and read about it as a Jewish slur. Here's what you said. May we see that? David. Nation called Israel. Never have had any peace in 40 years, and she will never have any peace because there can be no peace structured on injustice, thievery, lying, and deceit, and using the name of God to shield your better religion under His holy and righteous name. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, you've, you're probably getting tired of explaining this. Uh, did you say gutter religion or dirty religion? First, let me say this, that your religion is not just what you profess. Your religion is what you practice. Jesus told his disciples, be ye doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. Lying, thievery, injustice, and murder is unclean. And using that to shield your, what I call, dirty practice under God's name, is practicing dirty religion. Would you say the same thing to Haddafi? I would say that any person that violates principles of righteousness and decency yeah. Does is he? practicing dirty religion. Does he? Here's a man who exports terrorism. Here's a man that the president of Egypt has condemned as an exporter of uh, a man you know, who... In, now in, you're going to give us a long speech about how do we know in the white press and maybe... No, you do not see... This. All right. Let me say this. Yeah. Um, terrorism, like beauty, is in the eye of the beholder. That's what Menachem Begin says. In that's, what, that's what the people who fought for Israel want say. Menachem Begum, Begin was a terrorist, and now he's accepted as a great statesman. Well, okay, but my, my, my point is, who decides what terrorism is acceptable? You? I'm not that judge. But you certainly brought your judgment to, uh, to Israel in this, I, uh, in this I said state. exactly that which is truth. You cannot refute what I've said, Israel has not had any peace in 40 years, and it does not look as though she will have peace because there is no peace structured on injustice. Uh, you know, well, it, is a, it is a fact. Israel has a lap full of problems, as does America. There's no doubt about it. You know, it's going to be real hard to argue with you regarding the grievances. And I certainly think it's a mistake to get into a contest about whose atrocity is the worst atrocity. Nevertheless, are you here to say that the Jews are not entitled to any home, homeland anywhere? For 40 years, the Jewish state has existed, and they've had problems defining what is a Jew. 
Once we can define what is a Jew, then we can talk about a Jewish homeland. What is the definition of a Jew? And what is the definition of a member of, uh, of a Muslim? No, a you Muslim? Know, nobody's, okay. certainly like most religions, you're fractured yourself. Is, uh, Jew is not a race. But what's Jew, your point? My what? point is, I can define what a Muslim is. A Muslim is one who submits to do the will of God. What is a Jew? Yes, but then, from then on, we get all kinds of... We, we, just give me a second here. <laughs> defining a Muslim would... Uh, you'd get into an argument, for example, with Wallace D. Muhammad on the issue of defining a Muslim. So, my point is... I think we both would agree. Wallace D. Right. Muhammad would agree with me that a Muslim is one who okay. submits to do the will of God. Okay. You called Hitler a great man, and now you're going to tell us that you didn't mean great as necessarily positive. I mean, for a man who... Uh, you did say that, didn't you? You're not going to deny you said Hitler Chris, was a great... let's put that in context. Okay. Some Jewish leaders likened me to a black Hitler. They did. I took umbrage at that remark. That's true. I said the only way you can compare me with Hitler is that Hitler rose Germany up from the ashes. We are trying to rise black people up from the ashes, but don't compare me with your wicked killers. That's what I said. So Hitler may have killed six million Jews, but his trains ran on time. Is that your point? Hitler is no friend of black people. If Hitler had his way, he would have killed all black people also. All right, so, so you, I you could condemn, not, you condemn I Hitler. I could not be laudatory of Hitler. I just made a statement of fact. Yeah, but... No, you can't, you can't call a person great and then step forward after the fact and claim that that's not re that you'd I'm be misunderstood. I'm sorry, Mr. Donahue, but the Bible calls Babylon great, but Babylon wasn't good. Okay, all right. Pharaoh was great, but, but he wasn't th good. There's something... Hitler is a great and consequential man, but not a good man. Yes. That's all. I'll tell you this. Let me say this. Here's the incident. Does God talk to you, Minister Farrakhan? Does God talk to you? Do you mean, do I hear God in yes. my ear? No, of course not. Uh, are you a prophet? No, I'm not. So you are then... So you really don't have a whole, you don't have any special uh, divine stuff that I don't have, right? I don't know. That's I mean, the big... Uh, uh, well, that's a, that's a, I think that's a very important concession. I appreciate very much the humility with which you confess to being a mortal human being, subject to error like all of us. And yet you do you do have a kind of, you have a messianic posture about you. Um, you do, if you are honest to say you're not a prophet, but you present at the podium as one, uh, sort of a follower of Muhammad. And uh, that's the problem. You have, you know, you have every right to practice your religion. I don't want to sound patronizing, but, you know, once we don't allow people to do that, we really have a bigger problem than we can possibly imagine. But you do not have the right to, to claim absolute truth, and that's what I hear from you. You argue with, you disagree with Minister Farrakhan, you disagree with God. That's pretty, that's pretty Sir, arrogant thing Mr. to do. Mr. Swaggart and other white theologians take a very strong theological position. Yes, they do. You don't question their right to believe in the correctness of their vision. But I, I certainly believe, question their right to impose it on other people. I believe in the correctness of the position of the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and I stand on that position. Okay. 
You were born Louis Eugene Walcott in uh, Boston, uh, the Roxbury section of Boston. You married once, no scandal there. Nine children. Yes. Uh, the younger, uh, uh, the youngest of uh, whom live with you, in what I'm told is a predominantly white suburb. Is that so? It's integrated. <laughs> uh, but, but I, okay, I assume you're proud of the fact that you live in a community that I assume you feel is the forerunner of what you would like to see all America become. Is that so? I live in a nice community and I'm proud to live there. I had very much difficulty in living in that community. Yeah. But that has been overcome. Yeah. You know, you really are, you know, your timing is perfect. Your timing is perfect. Uh, if it wasn't you, it would be somebody else. We have ourselves a whole bunch of problems here. We have an administration that appears to have been going out of its way to alienate itself from your brothers and sisters. We have a rise, as NBC uh, News viewers might have noticed uh, last night on the news. The Klan is back in bigger and bigger numbers. So we shouldn't be surprised that you're drawing big crowds, Mr. Farrakhan. Here's the question. The problem is, sir, that I was drawing large crowds You've always four and five years ago. Okay, but the white press didn't notice. The, that's oh, right, okay. without the press's notice. Now, now look, at, we still got more. We got another statement here. Now, here we go. This is Milton Coleman. Uh, you're going to what? Uh, you wanted to bring murder to his wife? Or, uh, now you're going to give me a long speech about how this isn't what you meant? Here's your statement. This is a member of the Coleman thing, Washington Post. We're going to make an example of Milton Coleman. One day soon, we will punish you with death. And if a woman lie down with this kind of person, that, that person, the woman, becomes a candidate. Mr. Donahue. Yeah, go ahead. You have certainly cut up that tape. You never kept my words in context well, at all. Then here, th if I had threatened the life of Milton Coleman, why was I not brought before the courts of law in the United States and punished? That is a punishable offense. Uh, I did not threaten his life, and you know that if you listen to that tape. What was the first line on that tape? He says that you should... Sir, the way that tape was doctored, you okay. made it to appear as though I said exactly you what you proposed you that I said. Okay. I did not say Here's that. Here's the point. Here's the point. This kind of rhetoric, this kind of rhetoric jeopardizes babies of all color. Um, it's not consistent with uh, the tradition of Jesus, Muhammad, Martin Luther King, this is bellicose. This, sir, this, all of the prophets, when they spoke, they so you issued are a prophet, threats. Then. You're I a said all of the prophets, when they spoke, they issued threats <clears throat> and warnings. I think in the role of a teacher, we must look at the condition of black people in this country, the condition of America, mm -hmm. and if the country continues in the path that the country is going, all intelligent people see the country going the way of Rome, the way of ancient Babylon, mm -hmm. the way of Sodom and Gomorrah. Something has to be done of a positive nature yeah. to turn this around. You know, let's get this in. Who's going to say that we don't have problems? College basketball. Uh, listen, is this, this isn't funny. The, now, these young men are innocent, but if corruption has hit the NCAA final uh, 
teams in the basketball tournament without having yet proved their case. These young men are innocent. Let's get that in. That does not look good for us. General Dynamics <clears throat> on the take. They're uh, building uh, submarines, and the guy who ran the company is hiding now in Greece. General Electric, top 10, Fortune 500. Minister Farrakhan is right when he says we have a problem. The question is whether you're solution? contributing to uh, the, 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 the possibility of making it work. The question is, how many babies are going to be quite literally dead in the crossfire of the prophets? Mr. That, Donahue, that's the thing. That's the, the thing. question is, yes, there's corruption. Yes, blacks are suffering. Yeah. But what is the solution to the problem? In my judgment, sir, the solution has to revolve around two things. A united front of all black leaders and black organizations to address the problem of black unemployment and black suffering. We are blessed to get out of the economy of the United States this year approximately $204 billion, making us the 12th richest country on earth. I'm talking about black people. Yes. With that kind of money redirected into the hands of black people, we could redress our own grievances rather than standing on corners or begging white people to do for us what we should now do for ourselves. That, I believe, is a solution to the problem. We are in uh, New York City with Minister Farrakhan. We'll give this audience an opportunity, and we'll be back in just a moment. I'm glad you waited. Mr. Farrakhan on the line. Hello. Hello. I want to know why you, a bleeding heart liberal like you, is an open forum to an anti-Semite bigot like this man who should be stifled and hung, not, not given a time on the air by somebody like you who's supposed to be a, a bleeding heart liberal. Yeah, me? <laughs> yes, you're supposed to be a bleeding heart liberal. Yeah. If an anti-Semite like that air time right. so that he can have a, a, a player pop yeah. to speak to him? Yeah. What will happen as a result of my inviting, Mr. What Ford? will happen? Mm -hmm. You have infuriated a race of people. You have given an open forum to a bigot. And, and he shouldn't be allowed on media. No, I'm not saying stifle all people. Stifle Hitlers that are good forums, and that's how you have... Uh, uh, but don't you think? The yeah, but isn't it isn't it useful to know? We know. We've seen you him. You do know. We've oh. heard him. We've All right. heard his, How we've did heard you know? Him. How do you know? How do you know? Listen to the man. Well, He's but you wouldn't be able to if I he followed your instructions. That's people. the point. Um, hold on. I don't feel real comfortable uh, engaging this woman in a in a verbal joust because I, I appreciate her feeling. You know, this skirting with uh, dirty religion, gutter religion, hurts deeply, deeply, the people who, people who lost loved ones at the hand of using words like great and then trying to explain it. You must have some pang of conscience for inflicting that kind of emotional pain on the people wonder, who felt the Holocaust. I wonder, Mr. Donahue, what pangs of conscience do white people feel for inflicting the atrocities on black people 
that have been inflicted on us ever since our fathers were brought into this country. These people are saying... These white people are saying she's not calling, guilty. She's calling me a bigot and a racist and an anti-Semite. Are Arabs Semitic people? Is here, here comes are the speech. Are Arabs Semitic people? And if Arabs are Semitic people, so what? and I am uh, let's supposedly pro-Arab, how can I then be anti-Semitic? How about anti-Jewish? the only Semitic people? What's Please. your point? That's a racist statement. For, for, for me to be accused of being anti-Semitic, how, how would you feel about, statement. how do you feel about the accusation that you are anti-Jewish? I am not anti-Jewish. What would make me anti-Jewish? There are 800,000 Jews who do not agree that the state of Israel is the fulfillment of divine but, prophecy. Well, and there are they, several... And are they anti-Semitic? And there are several hundred thousand Muslims who do not believe you are in any way a spokesman for the nation of Islam. But that's now fine. Now what? Now what? That's fine. Well, why isn't it fine? Are you saying that Jews will not be acceptable to you until they all march like wooden soldiers agreeing in... I didn't say that. It sounds I like I did that. not say that. I said 800,000 Jews agree with my position. Okay. Are they anti-Semitic? All right. Okay. Hang on a moment. Yes, ma'am. I just have to say that I don't... Maybe Hitler did some good things, but... All as one has to do, in your opinion, he may have been great. In my opinion, I'm not Jewish, but I have had the opportunity, and I say opportunity, to go to a concentration camp, and tears just flow. I don't care what religion you are. It is so sad, the injustices that were done. I this agree, I agree with again. you, miss, okay. that human suffering is sad no matter who is suffering. We don't control NBC, ABC, and CBS, so our story, the story of the black holocaust, has never really been told. Roots did a fairly decent job of trying to tell our story. But if we told our story, like Jews have been able to tell their story, a brass monkey would shed tears over what blacks have suffered in this country. Mr. Prophet, you... If I understood you correctly, you said a Muslim is one who's committed to do the will of God. That's correct. And I am your sister, and the Jewish race are committed to do the will of God. You have to fight for us, and you have to fight for 97% of the population, may and I, you're not. May I respectfully say to you, the Quran teaches us that all those that are Jews or Sabians who believe in Allah in the last day they have their reward with their Lord. I cannot be against a Jew if that Jew believes in God and practices the principles of righteousness. That's what I believe in. So in that sense, you would be my sister in faith. But now, what about the Palestinians who have lost their homeland, who have lost their lives, trying to defend a homeland that is theirs. Some Orthodox Jews say that a Zionist cannot be a Jew and a Jew cannot be a Zionist. So now, is Zionism the real problem and not Jews? And what is the problem? And some uh, Palestinians support uh, Yasser Arafat and some don't. What's the point? Does this mean, therefore, no piece of real estate should ever be granted to them? No piece of real estate should ever be granted or be Sir, claimed by Israel? The real estate that was to be granted to the suffering Jews was to be granted to them on the coming of the Messiah. 
those persons that set up the state of Israel were not believers in God. Okay. Herzl didn't believe in God. Right. Um, he didn't, he, he's not a believer. Okay. Ben-Gurion didn't Excuse believe in me, God. Let, so technically, they're not Jews. Okay. I just have to, I'm, no, there's no battle and no speech, but I'm sitting here and listening to this, and I'm getting very upset. You are obviously a very erudite, intelligent, learned man, and you're using that to twist facts. What bothers me is not the Jews and the Catholics or anything. What bothers me is your lack of respect. You are in a position of power, and you're using it in a negative way instead of a positive way. Your lack of responsibility bothers me. You know, I, I must... Let me try here for one He may not say this, but here's, here's the disquieting part of this. The nice guys don't have any power. And he has more and more people showing up at more and more rallies saying, I've had it. I've had it. I but marched, why? I sang, we shall overcome, I did why? all that stuff, and look where I am. Why are they showing up like this? It is because those in positions of power that were white, have misused their trust and their responsibility. I am not misusing power. I'm not advocating that blacks riot. I'm not advocating that they stick up. I'm not advocating that they kill white people. I'm not advocating that they break the law. I'm advocating that we unite and pool our resources to change the conditions under which we live. What is so improper about that responsible use of power? Okay. What's improper is the fact that you're not saying directly, you didn't say you were going to kill Coleman directly, but by using inflammatory yeah. words, yeah. you are creating an image. Yeah. That's the point. I think you I have a responsibility. The, to... the television created the image. <laughs> Mr. Farrakhan, I've heard an awful lot about this power movement. Would you explain what that means uh, in detail so that the yeah, uh, public... And, and uh, just a little detail. We, uh, it's an hour. Well, Power is an acronym that stands for people organized and working for economic rebirth. We do not believe, sir, that black people should continue to depend on whites to do for us what we should be doing for ourselves. We believe that a lot of the responsibility must rest firmly on our own shoulders. We should turn that production power back into our own hands, build our own schools, our own factories, employ our own people. This would make a stronger black people. It would make a stronger America if blacks were allowed to do so. Uh, is the caller there? Hi. Yes, go I am. I don't have a lot of time. Go ahead. A film? Yes, ma'am. I would just like to make a statement in reference to your guest today. He is the most hypocritical call of himself a minister, sitting up there with his God, bodyguards. If he's so godly and holy, why did he need bodyguards? Also, he was the downfall of Reverend Jesse Jackson with his big mouth. Well, I... I thank you for your call, ma'am. The, the Pope has bodyguards, and he is his holiness. So if the Pope can have his, and the President can have his, and the mayor can have his, in a society like this, when people disagree with your position, they will take your life. I think it's an act of wisdom on my part to watch while others pray. Now, yeah. as, far yes, as, yeah. as far as Reverend Jackson is concerned, most whites didn't uh, uh, agree that he didn't have a chance in the beginning. 
So I could not have been a downfall to a man that you never gave a chance to become a black president of the United States. So my words were used to hurt Reverend Jackson because this country was not ready to see a true rainbow coalition of black, brown, red, yellow, and white people who are interested in changing the political landscape of this country. And uh, you, I would welcome uh, that. Yes, I would. You would welcome what? I'm sorry. You would? <laughs> you would like to see a I rainbow? I would like to see a rainbow coalition, and I would like to see Mr. Farrakhan's bodyguards in it, and I would like to see these, this Jew, these Jewish ladies in it, and I would like to see it really happen. But I don't think it's going to happen with the rhetoric that you're using. I don't think it, it, it's not productive. Miss, well, I, and what would you say to the people who say it's not happening when we, uh, with the people who don't make us angry? I think it happened. I think Jesse Jackson was making it, it happen. You know, here's a good, here's, let me, just a, a real good example. Um, the Klan membership is apparently, yeah. we, uh, we have a lot of people scared out there. And I mean, they've got kids with the little uniforms and the, that will get larger if white people don't condemn it. That's right. All right. right. Now, now, in the age of, at this moment of our, of, in the history of our republic, with uh, Clarence Pendleton, we don't want any quotas with everybody claiming to have a brother-in-law who didn't get a job because a black guy got it, uh, with unemployment being as high as it is, in, in an age like this, it's easier not to say anything. I happen to be one of the people that say something. Uh, it I sounds like you do. But you, how, do you feel about, how do you feel about my, uh, my what I'm saying? I feel there should be quotas, and I feel that, that oh, white, oh. I feel that the white race owes the black race a lot. I'm one of these people that feels that that's the way life is. Life is... Okay. You pay for the mistakes of your ancestors, and you have to accept that you that is life. But you are in the minority on that position. Nevertheless, I, I mean, where did I come from? I came from, where does my opinion come from? It comes from listening to people like Jesse Jackson, not from listening to people like this guy. What troubles you most about his rhetoric? What is it that troubles you most? I think it's counterproductive. He, he's, he polarizes people instead of bringing them together. Mm -hmm. yes. 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 May, I, may I please sure. respond? You know... Black folk need to be brought together. Black people, yes. We need to be brought together so that our moral voice can be heard in this country. It's wonderful to talk about blacks and whites together, but Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. So neighbor love is predicated on self-love. You will agree with me that the black community is destructive of itself. And Somebody needs to teach black people to love themselves, to love each other, to come into unity with right. each other. So, Wait just yeah. a minute. And, and calling just a minute. Judaism a dirty religion enhances I never that? said that. There again, All right. Mr. Donahue, you are repeating okay. the lies that have been told about right. me. Miss, let me All say right. this. If the white American public had a chance, and this is why I enjoy being on your show, Mr. Donahue, because it does give me a chance to express myself before the American public. You get a chance to hear me and to see me and to reason with me. And if we could set aside what the press has said, you listen to what I say and judge what I say, then yeah. will your judgment be the same? But that's what everybody in power says. If it weren't for the press, all my speeches would be reported in entirety and you would know what wisdom I have. That is not the way the system is ever going to work. This system is not designed All to right. work like okay. that. It's true. We'll be back in just a moment.
I'm glad you waited. Go ahead. Mr. Donahue, at the onset of the show, you inflamed your white audience by describing the men accompanying Re Reverend Farrakhan as intimidating. They appear to be gentlemanly to me. But any time a black man speaks out against injustices perpetrated against us by white people, there's something wrong with him. And you've helped to contribute to that attitude by suggesting that these men who are with Reverend Farrakhan are somehow uh, intimidating and, and uh, fierce-looking. Well, they are intimidating. They're not. You don't think he's intimidating? No, I do not think they're intimidating. Are the Secret Service intimidating? Yeah, that's a good point. Are the Secret Service intimidating? Are the police intimidating? Well, what kind of society do we live in then? Yeah, don't miss the, her point, though. She's saying, so she feels this is a white media attempt to what? Trivialize the uh, guest? Not, not only that, it's any time a black man speaks out against the injustices perpetrated against us by whites, it's, they're somehow um, demeaning that they're, that, uh, they're somehow diminished. What's, what the, the purpose is diminished by suggesting that, uh, well, these, these men are they're, yeah. they're fearful. No. I understand your point. You, uh, you, I think uh, your point should be considered. I truly do. Uh, Minister Farrakhan thanks you for your support. You will not be upset with this bleeding heart white liberal if I call your attention to the fact. Uh, Louis Farrakhan uh, is, as I said, drawing larger and larger crowds and boy I'll tell you this, you're getting right up there with all those TV evangelists. You got stuff to sell now. And that's legal here in America. But how do we know you're not a Billy Sunday? And uh, n not to mention uh, you know, we've had an awful lot of terrible things happen in the name of the Lord down through the years, the most recent of uh, which uh, might be uh, entitled the Jim Jones escapade. Now, I'm not here to suggest that you're capable of that kind of behavior, Minister Farrakhan, <laughs> but you will not be upset with me for saying that folks like you have a responsibility to retain some humility and not presume that you are the possessor of absolute truth and to op reach out, perhaps, for a dialogue something that your rhetoric does Sir, not promote. I would be very glad to have a dialogue. In fact, I asked for a dialogue with the Jewish leadership of the B'nai B'rith. They denied that. Uh, sir, with all due respect to you, the popes are supposed to be infallible. Yeah. But history tells us they made many, many mistakes and were responsible for a lot of wrongdoing. Something that's been Just, called to the attention of okay. our audience here so on more than a, a few when, occasions. So okay. when a black person stands up and gathers thousands of black people to listen to him, automatically whites fear. Why do you fear? It is because you feel a guilt. And that guilt is that one day blacks are going to repay whites for the evil that they poured on us. Yeah. That's why you don't want a black person to be a strong black leader. Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about a statement you made at the beginning of the show uh, as far as religion goes. Each uh, one that has their own religion follows their God. Why would you even question what a Jew is when they follow their God? The same as you follow your God and I follow what I'm mine. Questioning, what I'm questioning is not one's right to follow one's God. I'm questioning a practice of injustice that has deprived Palestinians of their homeland and deprived blacks and Indians of justice in the United States. All the people that deprive us claim to be religious. But you don't, you don't promote, incidentally, you're not alone, as, I'm, as you must know, in your, in your feeling about that agony.
Um, you don't promote the possibility of peace by using words like great to describe Hitler. I still can't believe that you in your heart think there's something promoting the general welfare embodied in that kind of rhetoric. Well, you, sir, I don't think you believe again, that. Again, again, you know, you are an intelligent man, Mr. Donahue. You know the dictionary. You know the word great. You know what it means. You know the colloquial meaning. And the colloquial meaning is not the actual meaning of the word. So yes. when I said Hitler was great, that meant he was consequential. Yeah. And your and esteemed I, 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 writers say that yeah. the beginning of yeah. political acumen yeah. today is the study of Adolf Hitler. Yeah. I didn't say that. But Mr. Wills said that. I thank you for the compliment. And, 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 I, and, I, and I want to say that anybody with your education and abilities and gifts who is consistently, chronically misunderstood by the majority of people is doing so purposely. You are either selling tickets to your next rally or you are purposely trying to enrage Again. those against whom you feel Mr. you Donahue, have these... Uh, Mr. Donahue, with all due respect, I think that's a rather mischief-making statement in that you accuse the victim of the crime. Now, I have, just a minute, if the press gave an accurate distillation of my words to the American people, I would have nothing to say. But the press misrepresented what I said, and you continue to do the same thing. I mean, thing. he asked a question. He said, Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. And in another breath, he says, terrorism is in the eyes of the beholder. I want to know what your idea of terrorism is. Well, first, let me say this, that... You know, it's easy to talk about love, but what is love? If you don't give freedom, justice, and equality, you cannot love. If black people are in America, and we've given our sweat and our blood to maintain and build this country and to defend it, and we have not yet acquired real freedom, real justice, real equality, then the hypocrites, then the hypocrites, the hypocrites who continue to say, what is love, or you should love, have not loved themselves. Over here. Right? Now. Sir, the, sir, hold on. The, the program of uh, black people time. using their resources to rebuild themselves, how can one know more about that and get more involved with that? That's a positive I think they you should... Buy the cassettes, they the should, albums? They should... <laughs> that's all right. They that's should call right. an 800 number, 1-800-43 and power, and they'll find out all about how we can pool our resources right. to change the conditions right. What's under the number again? 1-800-43... Power. All right. I would hope that you all would call it. Yeah. I was not an ardent support of Minister Farrakhan, but um, in light of the Reagan administration and everything that's been going on in the past four or five years, to me, Minister Farrakhan has become the castor royal I think this racist America needs in order to begin to clean us out because the problem is the reason that so much opposition is to what Ms. Minister Farrakhan says is because it hits to the core and he's um, throwing out some statements that hurt and where and people are feeling guilty about him and yeah. what happens doesn't it trouble you that he uses other people's oppression he manipulates it and and through confused rhetoric seems to almost forgive it when in fact you and I know and so does he that those people who were victimized for example in the Holocaust 
we're victimized by the same kind of fear, hatred, and psychotic behavior that you feel as oppressed people of color all these years. Now, why do that? Why use someone else's agony to try and get attention well, for your own? Whose language? No, we're not using no one... someone else's uh, uh, agony. We're using our own agony. That's right. Black and... folk are agonizing in America, not because of Adolf Hitler, just... but because of Reagan administration, because of former administrations' inactivity to solve the problem of justice for black people. Yeah. And the other point is that um, white America wants us to use their language of oppression and if we talk the way white America feels then it's okay but as soon as we start talking from our black perspective then all of a sudden it's racist. And do you know why this is sister? You know why this is? Because most whites actually still feel that they're in the position of the slave master and we're the slave. Just a minute. If, if that, if, look, if, hey, if that were not so, if that were not so, don't I have the right to invite Mr. Gaddafi or any other African leader? And don't we have the right to listen to what they say, accept or reject what they have to say? Why do I have to apologize to white people for acting as a free black man? I am not your slave. Um, how do you feel? Let me get this one more in. Oh. Let me try How do you feel about Ronald Reagan? You know, I feel that Ronald Reagan is a blessing in disguise to black people. Tell me how. Tell me. Briefly. Because Ronald Reagan is one of those winds that will get the dry bones in the valley together. If it were not for government rejection of handouts, blacks would still be looking to white people to do something for us. That's his position. Uh, exactly. And, and you agree with that? I it. agree with that position. So government I want to see black people do for themselves. So all those food stamps. Wait a minute. All those food stamp programs, all that do-good stuff, all that New Deal, Great Society, Johnson, Bleeding Heart, liberal government handouts, crippled black people. Exactly. Exactly. So, so you, did you vote for President Reagan in the last... No, you I did should not. have. I did not vote. You should have. I did not. Uh, so but then, I, I feel... I feel that the more Mr. Reagan continues these kinds of policies, the more black people will be forced to rely on themselves. It's one thing to say to America, you've been bad to us. All right. But it's another thing to also say on the other side, look at the blessings we've gotten out of America. We have gotten good education. We have $204 billion purchasing power, which we squander away in riotous living. We need to pull together all black leaders around the serious question of getting black folk to use the resources that we have gained in America to better ourselves. And if we did that, Mr. Donahue, the racist attitude of whites in the country would diminish because they would see black people for the first time in a self-respecting position. And we'll be back. In yes, ma'am. Minister Farrakhan, what are the international implications of power? The international implications are that black folk, once we become producers of what we consume, we become a trading partner with other third world peoples that strengthens their rise, 
our rise and we can leverage that economic power into political power to redirect the course of this nation. How did you feel when even Jesse Jackson had to repudiate you? I felt that Reverend Jackson is my brother. He had to do that. He was forced to do that. Up to this point, we still have a very warm, brotherly, and friendly relationship. I just wanted to say I'd never seen either of you before, and I haven't been able to disagree with anything that the guest has said today. I just have a question. I'd like to know why everything is black and white. Why can't everybody work together to do this? You just want the blacks here and the whites here and everybody at each other. No, that I, seems to be your position through the no, whole show. I appreciate your spirit. And that is that you want black and white to work together. Unfortunately, the society has created a problem that we believe black people have to unite to solve our own problem. Then we can work together with whites to solve other problems. I want to know how come there's all this fighting and everything all in the name of God. Yeah. I want to know that too. You know, God is always on the side of the oppressed against the oppressor. Historically, it's always been that way. We are an oppressed people. God is on our side. What? He's against the oppressor. Why are you the cause of oppression with what you're saying today? Pardon me? Please, going back to the anti-Semitic remarks, and Am please don't get you? into a semantic conversation where you're going to try to change your words around and tell us that what you said wasn't what you meant. <laughs> Miss. I don't care for a lot of the things this man has said, but he, made, he has made a statement that makes sense to me. Start your own schools, start your own factories, and leave us alone. Fight your own way out of oppression. I like that. Are you applauding that? <laughs> you know who? I must say, you'll pardon the no. white liberals back, but hang on just a second. Okay. Once, we've already got this, if we, we, just, we don't learn. If you're going to have black here and white here, sooner or later, somebody's gonna go to the wrong convenience store, somebody's gonna have consumed a six pack, somewhere during the night, the word nigger will be heard, then the word honky, and there goes the whole neighborhood. That's the whole point of the effort that we are, I'm, however imperfectly. I'm very sorry, Mr. Donahue, to disagree. I don't think that's what this lady wanted at all. Blacks are already living separately, but we don't profit from our separateness. We should build up our own community. Yeah. We should do all of these things, and then your people will have more respect for black people because black people will be showing a measure of self-respect. Right. I am tired of having to uh, take the guilt for what my ancestors did with the slaves. The only thing that disturbs me is these people are white, these people are black. We're all the same people. If there is a God, we're all going to see him. And I don't think there's one for the, the white, one for the black, one for the Jewish person. That's it. That's my speech. I would like to say... I'd like to make a Services comment provided and promotional you know, fees paid by the following. Claim one With a life expectancy of... Side of New York State, call 800-DRAKE. All right, all right, all right. All praise is due to Allah for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. This plan such 
intelligence and patience on this show. Uh, before we go to the call in line, don't go nowhere. I want you, yes, you watching to call in and share what you thought about this broadcast, what you got from it. God has allowed you to hear something that maybe I didn't hear, and we want you to bring it out on the show. But before we go there, we're going to go right to a straight, uh, I'm sorry, straight to a commercial, and we'll be right back. But I want you guys to call in after this commercial. Peace, family. It's your brother, Ben X. I'm the founder of the Digital Real Estate Program. I have over half a billion views online, over a million followers on Facebook. I just wanted to tell my story a little bit. As you can see, I'm standing on stairs, and this is symbolism to how I got to where I'm at. I didn't take the elevator. Nobody gave me anything. I had to work every step of the way. The good thing about me having to work every step of the way, being able to do over seven figures online, now eight figures with our new company, I'm able to give you guys the blueprint that I was able to develop over time. I actually have an ebook called 50 Ways to Make Money Online. There's many ways to make money online through dropshipping, YouTube, Facebook. You even can get paid on Instagram if you know what you're doing. But I want to start you off with 50 ways to make money online just to see what your thoughts is about it. I've been able to make money online for over 10 years now. I get paid for my cell phone, laptop, no matter where I am across the country, as long as I got signal and Wi-Fi. And I want to help you do the same. So click the link below, cop our book, 50 Ways to Make Money Online. See you on the other side. All right, family. That's www.digital, the number four real.com www.digital4real.com let's bring up the call in number there goes the 903 number right there for you guys to call in uh and there goes the cash app just in case anybody wants to support the show to keep this going oh man who is this oh that must have been an accident um, somebody said, brother Ben, I finished the digital real estate course. And one day I started this morning. What was your thoughts on the course? Share your thoughts on the course. Somebody said, yes, thanks for sharing. I remember that show. Yeah, we got some, we got some, we got some elders in the house. We got some, we got some elders in the house. Yeah. Y'all go ahead and call in that 903 number. Here we go. Peace. Welcome to the, the brother Ben X show. Yeah. What's your name? Where you calling from? And what's your thoughts on the show? My name is Pratt Ace. Uh, I'm calling from Fort Worth, Texas. Yes, sir. What's going on? Uh, I thought it was a wonderful show. I had, uh, at first, when I saw it, I thought it was the one from 90, but then when I read the title, it was the one from 85. And it just reminded me of the first time that I heard the teachings. But what I found interesting was the woman in the show, she said, I don't know who you are. But I don't agree with nothing. That I, I agree with everything that you said. I hadn't heard anything that the guest said was wrong. Mm. And I thought that was good. Yes, sir. That's right. And she was white. Yes. <laughs> she was a white woman. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother, for calling in. All right. Thank you. Praise be to Allah, man. <laughs> she said my elders are 65 plus. Stop that. <laughs> Got the mailers in here. I got the mailers. Peace. Welcome to the Brother Ben X Show. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, my name's Tracy. And I'm calling from New York. I'm actually calling from Savannah. Sorry. <laughs> what, what's going on? What's your thoughts on the show? Okay, my thoughts on the show is that it was powerful. I agree with the message. Um, I'm in the human service field. And I have a lot of friends that start nonprofits. And I started a for-profit, 
And they said, why did you start for profit? You could get money from the government. And I just feel that nonprofits have been in our community for years. They haven't really made a difference. And it's a form of welfare mentality. I don't think we should have to go to the government that oppresses us to get money so they could tell us how to make a change in our community. I could do that with my for-profit, and I have done it. And I think we need a mind shift about always reaching for the handout. It's enough of us to make a change and difference, even if we just start small things and, and, and we support each other and leverage our resources. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Peace. Uh, I heard the teacher say, shoot, welfare is saying farewell to the will of God within for you to do for self. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Peace. Welcome to the Brother Ben X Show. What's your name? Where you calling from? Yes, sir. My name is Annette, and I'm calling from Shiloh, Illinois. How you doing? What's your thoughts on the show? I actually saw it before, and it just reminded me of how much they were not listening to the minister. And anyone that has is, is watched or, or knows anything about the minister, he always listens to, to take in what someone is saying. And in communication, see, you know, when people are having a conversation, if you're so busy trying or not listening to what the other person is saying and thinking about what you're going to say to combat with their, with their thoughts instead of focusing on what they're saying. So that was a lot of things that was taking place during this back and forth. They had preconceived thoughts even before before he said anything. Right. And so that one woman that actually sat and listened to what he was actually saying was able to honestly and truthfully say, there was nothing he said that I disagreed with. Mm. That's right. And it, whether they were, even with the caller that called in, that I wasn't too happy about that, but doesn't, not knowing the information about the history of the relationship with the minister and uh, Brother Jesse Jackson. So, I love that he shows the respect that we all need to show. He showed the, the, the confidence. He showed patience. And I, I love him. Indeed. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for sharing. Thank you.